At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to be talking a little bit of everything in this hour. We lead off with some baseball. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk a little soccer. And then we're going to wrap things up with everything that we're seeing on Thursday and give you guys some Thursday night football picks. So we're doing it all as Brad Thomas and Scott Reichel are going to be joining me in 15 minutes. Scott Reichel does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Brad Thomas, who you're able to follow at Mr. Brad Thomas, he does great work over at NBC Sports Bet. So we've got you guys covered with a little bit of everything here in the final hour. Just trying to find you guys as many ways to make money as seemingly possible, both on Thursday and for this weekend in general. So let's dive in, starting with a little bit of baseball and a game that is a relative pick across the board. 965-966 on the betting board. The Tampa Bay Rays are going to be on the road facing off against the Cleveland Guardians as Cal Quantrill. I like to call money-making Cal. He is going to be going for Cleveland. And you've got Jeffrey Springs on the bump for Tampa Bay. And with the Rays, I'm now seeing them as a slight favorite at DraftKings of a minus 115. Most other books I'm seeing between minus 105 to a minus 110. Meanwhile, with Cleveland, they're pretty much minus 105 across the board. And total on this game is 7. And the reason why Cal Quantrill has been making you so much money, the team is 14-1 and in his last 15 starts. And the lone game that they lost is because there was a four-and-a-half-hour rain delay against these Seattle Mariners in which... Well, he just couldn't come back to the game after the four-and-a-half-hour rain delay, and he had pitched three innings. So he has been just rock solid for the team. Meanwhile, Jeffrey Springs has been rock solid as well. He's got a home ERA that's right around 213, road ERA hovering more around at 288. So he has certainly been able to do his part, not giving up too much of the deep ball, doing a nice job of being able to keep his walks in check as he's given up 2.1 walks per nine innings, about nine-and-a-half strikeouts per nine innings. He has been a really, really good contributor for the Rays, and... I mean, before this year, he really wasn't too much of a starter. And with Jeffrey Springs, you do want to note that it feels like the Rays are starting to limit his pitch count just a little bit, but they're going to need length out of him because with the Tampa Bay Rays, they have utilized their bullpen for 14 innings the last two days as Tyler Glass now made his first start all season long for the Tampa Bay Rays, only went three innings, and then Corey Kluber the night before, he had went just four innings in both of those games, both on Tuesday and Wednesday, Went extra innings, so that is a little bit of an issue. Now, for the Tampa Bay Rays, you've got very good bullpen pieces and Jason Adam and P. Fairbanks both posting up a 
Sub 175 ERA, but both guys were utilized for 15 plus pitches yesterday. You've also got someone like a Brooks Raley. He only had to throw three pitches on Wednesday, so that helps out the team a little bit. Meanwhile, for the Cleveland Guardians, they've used up Emmanuel Class A and James Karinchak throughout this series, but you still have someone like a you have someone like a Nick Sandlin who he did not have to come into the game yesterday. Trevor Stevens, both of these guys, sub three ERA. They are going to be fresh. They are going to be ready to go. So I do think that that's a big advantage for the Cleveland Guardians. And on top of that, Cal Quantrill has just been eating innings in the way that the Cookie Monster eats cookies. It is absolutely insane the way that Cal Quantrill has been able to give so much length, six plus innings, and now 10 out of his last 14 starts. So he has been able to go very deep into games. And that includes that one game that, he had that very, very wrong, long rain delay in. And Raquel Quantrill has been able to be at his best at home with right around about a 345 home area. It's a tad bit higher on the road, but has been able to do a very solid job on that front as well. And you take a look at what Cal Quantrill has been able to do here down the stretch, and it has been great ever since July 16th. So pretty much post-All-Star break, he's got a 290 ERA, and what he's done a very good job of, just being able to limit the walks in this time span. Right around 2.1 walks per nine innings. Opponents are hanging about a 248 off of him. He is very much a pitch contact guy. He's only been able to get about 6.2 strikeouts per nine innings, but being able to keep things out in front of him has been important, coupled with having a Guardians bullpen that ranks number one in the big leagues in terms of ERA, because really both of these teams, they don't have a lot of guys they are going to take you deep or anything like that with the Tampa Bay Rays. Only two players have been able to slug out more than 10 home runs in a Rays uniform this year. That would be Randy Rosarena, a couple with Isaac Paredes. They did pick up David Peralta, but since the Rays picked him up, he literally has as many home runs as a man behind this microphone, and that would be zero, and that would be not great. But when it comes to Randy Rosarena, he, Juan Franco, Manuel Margot, all in between about a 269 to 285, so they're able to move the line, and Harold Ramirez sitting above a three-arm, but you do have some guys like a Taylor Walls, Jose Siri, Isaac Paredes, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, being below 220, so that's a little bit of an issue for the Guardians. If you have more just consistency in general when it comes to this lineup, they called up a little bit of a young guy in Will Brennan, who has been a nice addition for this team, as he, along with Amid Rosario, Stephen Kwan, Jose Ramirez, Oscar Gonzalez, Andres Jimenez, all these guys, they've been able to deliver at least a 275 batting average. When it comes to Ramirez, he has been the main RBI guy for the team as he's been able to slug out 119 RBI, right around 28 home runs. Guardians are in the bottom five of the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis, but you do have someone in Josh Naylor hitting a little bit above a 250. He, along with Jimenez, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, a combined 36 home runs. I do think that the Guardians, being at home, they've got the upper hand just because with the Tampa Bay Rays, They've had a very spent bullpen. I do think that you're going to get a relatively solid performance here out of Jeffrey Springs, but I also think that this total is a little bit too low. Cal Quantrill is going to give up his runs. He has shown that from time to time, and I do think that the Rays are going to be able to strike for a few, just being able to play some small ball. But with that said, going to be taking a look at the over with the Cleveland Guardians. Was willing to lay up to about a minus 130 with them, just with the way that Quantrill has been so consistent and the way that the bullpen behind them has been so solid as well. So, this is a spot in which I'm going to be taking a look at the over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Cleveland Guardians. Let's take a look at a series that has featured a whole bunch of runs, but we did see things come back to earth a little bit on Wednesday between the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox. This is 963-964 on the betting board with Nathan Eovaldi. Going to be making his first start in quite some time for the Boston Red Sox, and Mike Bauman is on the bump for Baltimore. Total on this game is nine, and with the Orioles, you're getting them between plus 133 and plus 140. Meanwhile, any between minus 146 and minus 155 is the number that you're finding on Boston. And I was willing to take anything north of a plus 125 when it came to the Baltimore Orioles. Now, with the Orioles, very befuddling that they did bench quite a few of their, shall we say, star players because they had Cedric Mullins get a day of rest, Adelie Rushman as well. You did see some of these guys pinch it, but I do think that the shall we say, core of this team that was sitting out on Wednesday. They should be back in the fold for this game because you've got so many guys that just do a great job of moving the line. As right now, you've got Cedric Mullins, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, Kyle Stowers, Austin Hayes, Ryan Mocastle, Anthony Santander, the currently injured Ramon Urias, along with Edley Rushman, all in between about a 248 to a 262. Main masher for this team has been Santander. 33 home runs. He has been terrific, but Ryan Mocastle, 22 home runs. Gunnar Henderson, he has been a very valuable contributor for the team. 
He and Mullins hitting between about a 260 to 265. Flip side for the Boston Red Sox. You don't have as much home run power with this team. They rank at the bottom 12 in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis, and they only have one guy that has been able to slug out more than 17 home runs this season. That'd be Rafael Devers, and Devers has been incredible for this team. He's hitting over a 290. He's went deep 27 times, and then you do have someone that does a tremendous job of moving the line in Xander Bogarts, but at this point, they're trying to mix and match with some of these guys, and they've got a little bit of lightning in a bottle with some of these guys that they have made moves for, like Reese McGuire and Abraham Almonte are both hitting above a 340. Very small sample size, uh, 108 total at-bats between these two guys, but you know what? You've been able to get a little bit of production there. Take it out. You can get it. Alex Verdugo, he's hitting about a 285, but they've been without Christian Arroyo for quite a while. J.D. Martinez has been a hot mess. Really, says beginning of the month of July. Says beginning of the month of July, hitting below a 230. So, has not been terrific. Trevor Story continues to be on the injured list. And then, when it comes to guys towards the bottom of the fold, someone like a Connor Wong, Kike Hernandez, Bobby Dahlbeck. These are guys in a 230 lower. And for the Boston Red Sox, dead last in terms of bullpen ERA since the All-Star break. I mean, if you were to describe the Boston Red Sox bullpen with an emoji, it would be just a big, giant frown at this point. As You've got Jacob Germany, who... I just, I still have never seen anything quite like this. He came into a game on Monday. He gave up two runs in an inning, which dropped his ERA from a 45 to a 31 and a half. I mean, that's how bad it's going for them. And then you've got Caleb Ort along with Ryan Brazier throwing their Matt Barnes, all supplying north of a five ERA. They had Jersich Familia on the team, and then they had a DFAM because apparently he was so bad that he, not even he could fill innings for the team. Garrett Woodlock is pretty much done for the year, so... That is a big issue for the team. And then for the Baltimore Orioles, we have seen some progression with this bullpen. Keegan Aiken of Longjoy Crebiel. They've been dealing with some issues, but that said, we saw CNL Perez, Dylan Tate, Felix Batista, all supplying a sub-3 ERA. So I do think that you're going to be able to get some good pitching out of these guys. And then when it comes to Mike Bauman, a little bit of an interesting case study with him. He's got about a 4 ERA. His last turn against the Houston Astros, not great, not terrible. Gave up two runs and four innings. His other start this season came against Toronto, giving up three runs, five innings. Once again, not great, not terrible. He does an okay job in terms of command, giving up about 2.7 walks for nine innings. Not some sort of a strikeout artist. A little bit of a guy that has been called up. He has been sent down. He seems to be starting to figure things out. And then for Ivaldi, he has really been terrible at home and now coming off the injured list. Who knows how much length he's going to be able to give, and that means that you have to deal with the Boston Red Sox bullpen that you want absolutely no part of. And even if Nathan Avaldi is able to give you length, he has been terrible at home. He's got a 626 home ERA. His home runs per nine rate is about 2.3 at home. The command has been there as his walks per nine rate is actually below two this year. So he's been able to do a solid job there. He's still giving up right around about 8.7, 8.8 strikeouts per nine innings. And I will say part of it has been a little bit of bad luck, but now you've got a guy in Avaldi who has struggled all season long, needing to hit the mound. And, and as a matter of fact, prior to him going on the injured list, the starts that he made post-All-Star break, he had nearly a 9 ERA. And so I don't think that things are going to turn around for Avaldi. I like this total over after we saw two very explosive games from these two teams to begin the series. So looking at the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm going to be taking a look at this total over. And coming up next, since we hit some baseball here in this segment, we've got to hit some football as Ryan Thomas he does great work at NBC Sports Bet and Scott Reichel the Sports Gambling Podcast Network they're going to be joining me we're going to be taking a look at everything picked here on the flip side here on Visa the Sports Bank Network as it is the Greg Peterson Experience at Bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide is going to be available soon with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, all season long with trends to watch, plus three things that every new NHL better should know. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those a little bit newer to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season with the VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is always great to be joined by Scott Reichel, who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And then we've got Brad Thomas, who does great work over at NBC Sports Bet. So it is a pleasure to have both of you gentlemen aboard and Scott I'm going to lead off with you because I know you've got a little bit of something in terms of the college football slate for Friday. It's not necessarily the world's biggest one, but take me through Middle Tennessee versus UTSA as Middle Tennessee coming off of a big giant shocker, but UTSA, maybe they'll build themselves up the last few years. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the over in this one. It's at 62 and a half. UTSA has played three FBS opponents this season. They've allowed at least 37 points in each of those games. So defensively, they're not exactly, let's just say good. But Middle Tennessee State did score 45 against Miami last week. They did have a pick six involved, a couple of big touchdowns, but I did like how they moved the ball. And now that they're at home, I do think some of that momentum might carry over into this game against a pretty underwhelming defense. And UTSA is averaging 81.7 offensive plays per game, which ranks tied for eighth in the nation. They love to go up tempo, so I expect to see a lot of plays here, a lot of big plays in this game. And if you want to go with the trend, the over is 7-0 and UTSA is the last seven road games. The offense travels, the defense doesn't, but I think you'll see a lot of points in this game. I think one of these teams could get to 40, hypothetically, but 62 and a half does seem a little bit too low. I'm going to take the over. Yep, and I actually used to live out over by Middle Tennessee's area over in Nashville, and that's by nearby Murfreesboro, and when I covered them, Mr. Soxdale always had the offense firing in all cylinders, and Miami, they found that out very, very well as the line Open up right around UTSA being a five and a half point favorite. This has actually come down to between four and four and a half. So we shall see what happens there. But Brad, I know you're taking a look at a Big Ten game, of which, well, there's probably not going to be as many points scored as in the UTSA versus Middle Tennessee game as we've got Iowa versus Michigan. And Michigan is between a 11 and a 10 and a half point favorite. And it's total going to be getting it anywhere between 42 and 42 and a half. I anticipate that this is not a play on the over here, but take me through <laughs> Michigan versus Iowa because certainly this is looking like a game of which is going to be a lot of running the ball and not so much passing. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a game of running, and I'm going to be on Michigan minus 10.5, minus 11, depending on where you find this line. A lot of people are heartbroken about what happened last weekend where Maryland scored a touchdown in the last 48 seconds of the game to absolutely destroy the back door and every alt line that anybody could have played. But listen, that Maryland team offensively has improved with baby Tua. They have improved defensively. We know that they're going against Iowa this weekend. Iowa has one of the top defenses. PFF rates them as the top defense in college football, but they have Spencer Petras under center. The man has an 11.5 QBR. He's absolutely atrocious. 
They've only scored five offensive touchdowns all season against a Michigan team who's top 10 in defensive FEI, and they are the second-ranked defensive unit on PFF. So what's important about this game is I think that Michigan will be able to control the pace of the game, running the ball at Blake Corum, letting J.J. McCarthy do his thing back there. Defensively, they're going to get to Spencer Petras and really make him put the game on his shoulders. If I were talking from a side and total perspective and just looking at the total, I would be on Iowa team total under 15 and a half, which leads me to believe Michigan scores at least 25-30 in this game. I don't think that Iowa score a touchdown in this game. So I think this is going to be a fun and easy cover. And Scott, I know that you've got a little bit of a play on this game as well. Take me through what you're looking at in terms of Michigan versus Iowa. So we might be disagreeing a little bit, but there is a way for both of us to actually win. I got the Michigan team total under 26 and a half. I found minus 104, which I like. But Iowa defensively, I know they haven't played many great teams. They've allowed less than 11 points in each of their first four games. But a crazy stat here. We know that it's very difficult for opposing teams to travel to Kinnick. Iowa has allowed less than 25 points in each of their last 21 home games. And Michigan has a team total of 26 and a half. I think it's just a little bit high. Maryland's defense isn't great by any means, but Michigan ended up scoring 17 in the fourth quarter. They finished with 34. Iowa's offense is awful. I will admit that. That's why I'm not back in the offense. I'm only back in the defense. It's a very good unit. I think Michigan's probably going to want to control the clock as well. But Iowa's defense is definitely the best that Michigan's seen up to this point. Michigan's offensive numbers are very good. The issue is they played UConn, Hawaii, Colorado State, a little bit inflated there with production. I'm going with the team total under 26 and a half for Michigan. Needless to say, the most dominant cores in this game are going to be the defensive cores rather than the offensive units. So we shall see what happens there. And I know that, Brad, you're taking a look at a little bit of SEC action as well. Texas A&M coming off of one of the most emotional games that you're going to find all season. Now they have to go on the road. They have to play against a Mississippi State team that they're getting the money. They open up right around a two to two and a half point favorite. Now we're seeing this pretty much across the board as a three and a half point line and another low total. You'd swear that this is a big 10 game because the total is anywhere between 45 and 45 and a half. But are you looking to back the Texas A&M Aggies after a highly emotional game last <laughs> week? Or you think that this is going to be a little bit of a hangover game? Yeah, I'm actually backing uh, Mississippi State, and I locked this in early because I fully anticipate this line ballooning, and I'm going to play Texas A&M as well. I think this line's very sharp, so I'm going to let the public take the action all the way to four, four and a half, and then I have two points to play with. But either way, I still like Mississippi State here. Listen, so this Texas A&M team has been overhyped year in and year out, and this season, I was actually really excited to see what they brought to the table. You know, they started out with Haynes King, then they moved to Max Johnson. It was supposed to be the A-chain showing, and he didn't do anything until last game. Defensively is where I have the issues. They have all these studs in the front seven. They, ha they have all these highly touted recruits in the secondary, yet they're not all that sound. Miami was able to get something like 26 first downs in that game. It was up to Miami to convert their chances. In that Arkansas game, Arkansas had the opportunity to totally blow this game out. And then a very, very bonehead play by K.J. Jefferson trying to Cam Newton into the end zone changed the entire landscape of this game. This Mississippi State team is going to take advantage of one of Texas A&M's biggest weaknesses, and that's their secondary. Will Rogers is an absolute menace throwing the ball, and Mike Leach has done well making Will Rogers uh, successful throughout the season. So I think this is going to be a game that could land around four points. And at two and a half, it's something that I'm going to play, try to get on both sides. I can't blame you there. I do think that this is going to be a very fascinating game, especially with Texas A&M just coming off of what was a very, very emotional game last week as well. And then, Scott, we've got one game that's going to be going down in college football on Thursday. This is Utah State against BYU. And, well, with BYU, they're a massive favorite between 24 and 24 and a half point favorites. Total on this game is 60. Do not feel bad if you've got nothing on this game, but did you take a side or a total when it comes to Utah State versus BYU? Oh, for this one, to be honest, no. I don't know if I want. Oh, I don't blame do you. With, I don't know if I want anything to do with Utah State here. It's one thing if you lose to Bama, fifty-five nothing. Like, okay, I can forgive that. You lost to Weber State by twenty-eight, and then you ended up losing to UNLV. UNLV might not be bad. You know, we'll see. Uh, BYU has been good at 24 though for an in-state rivalry does seem a little bit too large 
But this Utah State team was atrocious. <laughs> so I, I don't really know. I don't have any thoughts. But Bonner, six touchdowns, eight picks. It's going to come down to turnovers. That's really what the game's going to come down to for the cover. Yeah, it's a pretty grody game here as Utah State. They were actually very good in the Mountain West last year. It has been a complete and utter cliff dive from what we saw last year. So not too terrific there. But, Scott, I know that in terms of the NFL, we were – we have sort of a theme going here in terms of games with relatively ugly totals. And I know that you're taking a look at the Bears versus the New York Giants game. So this fits perfectly here. Take me through what you've got in terms of Bears versus Giants. So I'm going with the Giants team total under 21. I'm not expecting a very attractive game for this one. But the Giants have scored less than 22 points in each of their first three games. And their best receiver, not the highest paid receiver, shout out to Galladay, but uh, Sterling <laughs> Shepard has... Uh, well, been very good this season, 154 receiving yards, but he tore his ACL and he's out for the rest of the seasons. So the Giants lost their best weapon in the passing game. Also, the weather not supposed to be good, about 15 mile per hour winds. And there might also be a bit of rain. I think the weather's going to play a factor, but the Giants weren't exactly a good offense anyway. Now you lose Shepard. It's a big deal. And if you want to go by a trend, the under is 21, five and two in New York's last 28 games. Three touchdowns for the Giants is a push. I'll dare them to get the three touchdowns. I don't think they get there. I'm going to take the team total under. Never been a believer in Danny Dimes. He was overpicked, in my opinion, and he has shown that all throughout his career. So certainly am on board with you there, Scott, and something else I'm on board with, getting a little bit more college football action. If you're looking for a little bit more in terms of your college football life, the VEASAN College Football Podcast, that comes out a few times a week with VEASAN analysts Tim Murray, Matt Eumanns, Adam Burke, and Jonathan Von Tobel. We're reacting to all the lines as they're released, covering all the midweek games, and so much more. Download that or be your podcast. And coming up next, we're going to be hitting them on some golf and some soccer here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV Football Extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in a two ways to predict what will happen in three college football pools and then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Brian Thomas. He does great work over at NBC Sports Bet. And then we've got Scott Reichel, does amazing work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And we love with Scott in the last segment. So we'll lead with you for this one, Brad, because I know you've got some plays when it comes to the, Sandber- the Sanderson Farm Open. This is going to be one that is going to be interesting for the PGA as it feels like we just get golf every single week. It's absolutely tremendous. It's a worldwide sport. So even when things get a little bit chilly here in the States, and we go a little bit across the pond and over to Australia, I know that they've got a couple events over there as well. So always offers good betting opportunities. But what are you taking a look at in terms of the futures board for this week in golf? Anderson Farms played at the Country Club of Jackson in Jackson, Mississippi, doesn't have the strongest of fields. Even if you go and look back at the past few years, this field might be one of the weaker. And a lot of that has to do with most of the guys from the PGA Tour moving over to Live Tour and a really strong field at DP World Tour. There's still value to be had here. And there's four guys, and I'm going to go through each of them as quickly as I possibly can, that I like because I think each of them are important. The first one, Sam Burns, is my favorite outright. Um, Sam Burns won this tournament last year. He won it because this golf course is bested by guys who are good ball strikers, good putters, and can make birdies in bunches. And that's exactly what he did last year. He played really well at the President's Cup despite not earning a ton of points. I blame a lot of that on his playing partner, Scotty Scheffler. The next guy I like, Seath Thigala. Thigala had a tremendous rookie season. He was first-round leader last year at this tournament. Thigala is a bomber. He's not the best ball striker, but he bombs the ball so far, he always has a wedge in his hand. And his putter can get really hot. And, of course, much like every guy I'm targeting, he's very good at getting birdies and bunches. The next, the Mississippi native, Davis Riley. Davis Riley is an interesting play here because he doesn't always do well. But I'd argue 
Davis Riley today is better than the Davis Riley who played at this golf tournament the last two and three years. At plus 4,000, 40 to 1, there's almost too much value on the comfort of a guy who's playing really good golf. Coming to this tournament, he's probably one of the best putters, one of the best guys at scrambling, and a very good ball striker. And last but not least, JT Poston, Mr. Postman, the birdie getter himself. If I'm going to go to a golf course that is known as a place with a birdie fest, I have to look at Poston. Look at the John Deere. John Deere Classic, Poston went out there and went absolutely berserk. Every single time there's a course that requires good putting and guys who can drain birdies, Poston's name is in the mix. And you're getting 20 to 1 on your money on a guy who's proven he can do well at this course. Um, he has a ton of rounds, 63 to 65, at this course. All he needs to do is put it together for four days. So those are four looks that I like at Sanderson Farms. And I know that, Scott, you've got a little bit of a look in terms of what you're taking a look at in terms of this PGA Tour card as well. Take me through what you like. Well, unfortunately, I got nothing really left to talk about because Brad and I agree <laughs> on two golfers. So starting off with uh, Poston. I agree. I had him listed there as one of my favorite outrights because of the fact that he can really, really excel in some birdie fests. And with the leading score being 22 under last year, you're going to need a lot of birdies and posing can get you there. And my other one's going to be Thigala. I like the fact that he was leading not just after one round, but after three rounds last year. He only shot one under in the final round, which resulted in Burns and a bunch of other guys passing him because he finished tied for eighth. But I do like the fact that he can hit bombs off the tee. And the fact that he could get himself into some nice spots for birdies, maybe even some eagles, the putter needs to get hot because they're going to have to end up finishing probably around 20 under to win this tournament. But the two I was looking at was the Gala and Poston, but Brad already gave all the information on that. So <laughs> there you go. Well, I know that you've got a little bit more information when it comes to EPL as well as I know that you guys do a great job of being able to break down the soccer car weekend and week out as well as we're going to have a nice slate of EPL for this weekend. And, Scott, I know that you're taking a look at Leicester City and Nottingham Forest. Leicester City, rather big favorite when you have a draw involved and you've got a team that is laying juice that is typically a jockey favorite in soccer, as right now Leicester minus 135. But I know that you're looking away from the three-way line and rather take a look at the total. So take me through what you like in terms of the total for this one. Well, first of all, I kind of cheated. You said the weekend card. I picked a Monday uh, match, so forgive <laughs> Darn me. Darn it. I'm going to yeah, go with the over. Uh, two and a half goals. They're both teams defensively are atrocious, which is why they're on the bottom of the table. Leicester has allowed uh, two goals in six of its first seven league matches, and Nottingham Forest has allowed at least two goals in each of its first, uh, each of its last four Premier League games. But the point is, neither team can stop the opposition from scoring. I see a very open matchup between these two teams, and I do think eventually you'll find a way for both teams to score. Probably one team to get the two plus. But with arguably the two worst defenses besides maybe Bournemouth in the entire league against each other, a total of two and a half sounds too low. I'm going to take the over. And when it comes to this one, you typically just don't see either team in this matchup be this big of a favorite. Brad, you're taking a look at Man City and Manchester United. Man U is plus 650. Meanwhile, Man City is <laughs> minus 295. I mean, this is just weird to take a look at because these two have had some great battles, but I know you're taking a look at something other than the big giant chalky money line in terms of Man City, so take me through this one. Yeah, the, the 188th playing of the Manchester Derby is generally one that you want to set your eyes on. It's always a cagey match between the two, and despite City being a heavy favorite, I'm actually going to be on the under. Under three goals is plus money right now. I locked it in at plus 147. It's probably closer to plus 125 by now, and it's still a good play. There's a few reasons here. Historically, it's generally an under an under game. And why? These two teams don't like each other. They're going to play each other tough. It's going to be physical. It's not going to be end-to-end. Another reason I like this, both teams have a lot of players coming back from international duty. Tired legs. We might not even see Holland play. Holland played a lot for Norway, especially in that last game where Serbia absolutely dominated Norway and Holland was forced to make a lot of runs and play the full 90 plus minutes. Most importantly about this game too, is we know that Manchester City are going to dominate possession. They're going to dominate possession, slow the game down. And at this point of the season, we are inching closer and closer to the World Cup 
all of these managers know they want their guys to be healthy when they go represent their countries because they do not want any issues, any complaints of my guy was not healthy going to the World Cup. So for them, for these next few weeks, they're going to be conservative. They're going to play very tough, smart soccer, not taking a lot of risks. And last but not least, Eric Ten Hag's defense has gotten much better for United. So I don't expect City scoring three and four goals. This game seems like something that's going to end 1-0 or 2-0. I think that that's a very good point that you bring up because the World Cup, it is coming up in November out there in Qatar. So we are going to be having teams wanting to make sure that all these guys are going to be on full display there. So I like that angle. And I know that, Scott, you're going to be taking a look at one of the smaller favorites that we've got on this weekend card. And this time, it is a weekend game as We've got Chelsea versus Crystal Palace, and Crystal Palace, one of my favorite names just in all of sports, but take me through this Chelsea versus Crystal Palace game because I know that you're taking a look at the money line on this one. Yeah, so Chelsea's still the far superior team in terms of talent. They're not as good as they have been in years past. They're still pretty good, but I find the money line at minus 110 to be extremely interesting because Chelsea's won each of the last 10 meetings. That's including draws, by the way. They've won each of the last 10 and they're only laying minus 110. I get it's a road game for Chelsea, but when you dominate the head-to-head for that long, I got to take you on the money line at minus 110. They're still the more talented team, and they've really dominated head-to-head. That's good enough for me to take minus 110. And there's many different ways to be able to bet soccer, and we've got about a minute left, Brad, and I know that you're doing a great job with this as we've got an interesting matchup between Fullingham and Newcastle, and you're not taking a look at the total. You're not taking a look, actually, at the money line, but you're taking a look at something different. So let me know what it is. Yeah, I'm on the first half corners over four and a half. This number does not hit often, but it's going to be a very different Fulham team without Mitrovic in. Mitrovic kind of kills the the corner vibe because he's a very accurate striker and he takes quality looks. And then for Newcastle, they're going to continue to push the pace. They're going to push the pace a ton. If you notice teams that they play against, concede a lot of corners because they like to possess the ball in the opponent's final third, which leads to a lot of balls going off the end line. Absolutely. I think that it's going to be a great week in the EPL. You guys do a great job breaking out a little bit of everything, football, soccer. I know you guys gave out a little bit of tennis when we had the U.S. Open as well. It's always a pleasure to have both of you aboard. Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks for having, thanks for having us. Brad Thomas does amazing work over there at NBC Sports Bet. Scott Reichel, he does an amazing job over at Sports Gambling Podcast Network. These two guys, they do great work, so it was great to be able to touch on a little bit of everything. And in the final segment here on the Greg Peterson Experience, looking at Thursday Night Football and Thursday's baseball card here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. 
Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace them up for Week Four with Bet Rivers Parlay and Touchdown Insurances offered every single Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. If it loses, you get your stake back as a free bet of up to twenty-five dollars. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football, and if they score at any time, you get your money back as a free bet. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app as it is a whole new game. As it is a final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And if you're listening to me live, coming up next, the replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. But if you're listening to the replay, well, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Follow the money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. They are going to be taking it through as they've got... Well, unfortunately, not a three-hour investigation of our good friend Frankie Lasagna, which, I mean, that's an unfortunate situation if you search for that, but I'm sure that they are going to have a lot in terms of Thursday Night Football, today's baseball slate. They've got all the bases covered. They always bring the fire on, follow the money. So that is going to be an absolutely tremendous watch slash listen once again. But here in the meantime, we got to get you guys some winners to get things kicked off on this Thursday. Also, a little bit of housekeeping. Big thanks to Scott Reichel of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and Brad Thomas, who joined me in the last two segments. Brad, doing great work over there at NBC Sports Bet. But first, I'm going to take you through my DK Nation pick in terms of the MLB for Thursday. Then we're going to give you guys some Thursday night football from there. So let's start off with that DK Nation pick of 969-970 on the betting board. It is the Texas Rangers on the road facing off against the Seattle Mariners. Marco Gonzalez is going to be going for Seattle, and John Gray goes for Texas, and Texas is a slight underdog. Anywhere between even money and plus 106, between minus 113 and minus 120, the number on Seattle. Total on this game is 7, and that total is where we're looking. I set my total closer to 8. Matter of fact, an 8.1, so even at an 8, I'd be looking at the over. Marco Gonzalez has an ERA of a 406, but if you look at his fielding independent, this shows signs of regression here, as it is a 502. He has been giving up only about two and a half walks per nine innings. Not great, not terrible, but he gets 4.9 strikeouts per nine innings. That means that the ball is going to be in play. It is going to be in play early and often on him. And he has been much better at home rather than on the road. It is a pitcher-friendly ballpark in Seattle and starting to cool down out there in the Pacific Northwest. So that is going to be playing to his advantage just a little bit. But the Seattle Mariners offense, for one, it should be a little bit more fortified because they give back. And Eugenio Suarez is right now leading the team with 30-plus home runs this season. So that is going to be a booster for this offense. And then on top of that, even though they've had a rough batting average post-all-star break, as a matter of fact, for the Seattle Mariners, they actually have a league-worst batting average in terms of post-all-star break. What they do also have is a lot of home run power, as they are number two in the American League in home runs. Batted since the all-star break as you got so many guys that are able to take you deep. Ty France, he's got 20 home runs. He's been able to about a 275. Carlos Santana and Cal Raleigh have a combined 44 home runs this season. Both of these guys, along with someone like a Kirk Casale, the backup catcher, Jared Kelnick, Abraham Toro, they're hitting a 225 or lower, but they've been able to do a good job of being able to provide quite a bit of power. And for John Gray, I've got a question how much length he's going to be able to deliver. He's made three starts since coming off the injured list, and he hasn't necessarily been the same guy. He's actually been very effective. His last start against the Cleveland Guardians was his longest since coming off the injured list. He gave up 100 run in five innings, but he's overall for the season. They will get right around nine and a half strikeouts per nine innings. A little bit concerning that he only got one strikeout in that last start. Now, what I will say with that as well, Cleveland Guardians are the best team at not striking out in the big league, so there is a small caveat on that, but you got to question John Gray coming off the injured list. This could be a little bit of a letdown spot for him, and then with the Texas Rangers, a slightly above average bullpen in terms of the big leagues. They're 12th in terms of bullpen. you right. Matt Moore, Brock Burke, both of these guys have been rock solid. They're both supplying a sub 2-3 ERA. And then you also had Jonathan Hernandez do a relatively solid job for the team as well. But when you get in guys like Dennis Santana and company, it's not been great for the Seattle Mariners. They've been a solid bullpen for the entirety of the season. 
They rank eighth in the league in terms of bullpen ERA, but if you look at the last 21 days, they rank in the bottom 10 in the big leagues recently. As you've had some falters with this team, they have moved Chris Flex into the bullpen as a little bit more of a long guy. Now, I will say this. They also had to use up three of their top bullpen pieces in the win on Wednesday as well as you've got Paul Seawald, Andres Munoz, Eric Swanson, all posting up a 245 ERA or better, all got used up. Now, they've got Penn Murphy still in the bullpen. Matt Brash has really given up runs in one out of his last 12 appearances, so he's been rock solid as well, but a couple worry spots on that front. And then when it comes to the Texas Rangers, they're most likely going to be without Corey Seager. He went out a little bit earlier this series due to an injury. Can't think that the Texas Rangers want to roll the dice because they are going to be making tee times in about a week, but you do still have three guys with at least 24 home runs this season. Adelise Garcia, Marcus Simeon, and Nate Lowe. Lowe has been able to above a 300. Meanwhile, Adelise Garcia, Marcus Simeon, being between about a 250 to 255. And then guys towards the bottom of the fold are moving the line. Bubba Thompson, Leody Tavares, both hitting above a 268. And then you've got a very good prospect that has been able to bust out here in this series as you got a multiple home run game from a guy that many of these prospect guys are very high on, Josh Jung, and I am myself. He had that nice home run game on Tuesday, so I do think that that is going to be able to propel him a little bit. And when it comes to John Gray, just not being able to deliver that length, that is a little bit of a worry. Marco Gonzalez, he has been lucky this year to say Luis. He is not someone that I really want to be trusting in overly much. I do think that the hole is going to be able to get the Seattle Mariners a victory. I'm going to lay up to minus 124 on this money line. So I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners, but I do think that along the way, we're going to see Marco Gonzalez give up quite a few runs. So DK Nation right up is going to be on the over of seven. Now let's take a look at Thursday night football as it is the Dolphins. It is the Cincinnati Bengals. It is going to be one of the better matchups that we're going to be seeing here just in a week four in general. And with the Dolphins, they are three and a half point underdogs. Total on this game, seeing it fluctuate a little bit between 47 and 47 and a half. And I do like this total over. And the big reason why I do like this total over is that the fronts on both of these teams, they are a little bit suspect. Now, the one fear that I've got with taking a look at the over is that Joe Burrow has been on his back a lot this year. 15 sacks is what he has taken. So that is going to be a little bit of an issue, but you do have some just general ailments when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. I think that that is the best way of being able to put it as the front seven of the Miami Dolphins. Not a supreme group, but a relatively solid group, but we saw Raekwon Davis not be able to play last week against the Buffalo Bills, and now we're coming off a little bit of a short week. On top of that, the Dolphins defense, they were on the field a lot against the Buffalo Bills. They were out there for 90 plays, out there in quite a bit of heat, but I still like guys like Melvin Ingram and company being able to get some pressure on Joe Burrow. And when it comes to Miami Dolphins, whether or not they're going to be able to win outright is a little bit of a question mark because as we know, Tua, he should be able to play in this game. I would say if you, like me, are sort of leaning towards Miami Dolphins getting three and a half points, you probably want to wait a little bit longer. I don't think that this is a line that is going to be getting to three, but what I do think is going to be the case is that you're going to be able to get a little bit more information on these guys leading up to kickoff, and that's a little bit critical for Jalen Waddell as well. I know that he's been dealing with a groin injury. I fully expect him to play in this game, but you just have your concerns because you saw Waddle get a little bit limited in that game against the Buffalo Bills. He had one very nice catch, but still only four receptions on six targets. So I do think that that is something that is important to take a look at. But when it comes to the Miami Dolphins, I do think that they're going to be able to feature the ground game a little bit more. I think that Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, they're going to be able to take a little bit of pressure off of Tua because I do think that Tua plays in this game, but I think that they're going to want to limit his workload just a little bit. I like the Miami Dolphins offensive line, though, a little bit more than that of the Bengals for as I mentioned a little bit earlier. You've got Burrow flat on his back, and on top of that, the Bengals, with their line, they just haven't been able to move the ball. 2.8 yards per carry out of Joe Mixon. Now, I recognize that the Bengals have certainly been throwing it quite a bit more than they have been running it, but in a lot of that has been the lack of productivity for Mixon, the guys up front just not being able to really create too many holes for him. Now, what I will say as well for the Cincinnati Bengals is that you've got Trey Hendrickson. He is one of the most underrated pass rushers in the NFL. My 27 and a half sacks over the last two seasons, but this is a secondary that can be had to say the least when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't think that they're going to be able to do a good job of being able to stop the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins even with their injuries, they've got a lot of just general speed, and I do think that they are going to be able to barbecue the secondary. I do think that they're also going to have 
a big game out of Jamar Chase's fall after things were relatively pedestrian in week two from against the Dallas Cowboys. Had a nice bounce back last week. I fully anticipate that to continue this week. Where I'm taking a look is the Dolphins getting three and a half points. Once again, I personally am going to wait for a little bit more information on the injury front, really with both teams. And I'm looking at an over as well. And something that I'm taking a look at with regards to my pro tip, you're able to get all of these if you're a VEASAN pro subscriber at VEASAN.com slash subscribe is something that Brad Thomas mentioned. You're able to bet soccer in a wide variety of ways. You don't have to just take a look at the three-way line and the total. You're able to take a look at things like penalties. You're able to take a look at corner kicks like he is doing for the matchups that we're going to be seeing in the EPL this weekend. The World Cup is coming up very soon. I think that that is a tremendous piece of advice, and I love that he gave that out. And I love that Follow the Money is coming up at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VEASAN Esports Saying Network. Football is here. The VEASAN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veteran experts. NFL veteran experts. NFL veteran experts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.